Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to your world today. My name is Anissa Isak and I'll be keeping you company for the next 45 minutes or so. We start off by looking at SONA, analyzing SONA 2024. And we look into the aftermath, basically, of Pre- President Cyril Ramaphosa's recent State of the Nation address. AFRI Forum's characterization of it as a denial of government's series of faults has ignited a flurry of discussions, criticism and analysis. And as South Africa marks 30 years of democracy in an election year, many questions as to whether the president's address resembled more of a political campaign than a report to the nation. But amidst the cynicism, we ask, has the country truly progressed under Mr. Ramaphosa's administration despite dissenting voices? Or is the president out of touch with the realities faced by the ordinary South African? Well, we are talking to Ernst van Zeyl, who is the head of public relations at AFRI Forum. Mr. van Zeyl, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Elisa. Well, thank you for being with us this afternoon. And I'm sure that after Sona yesterday, um, the discussions and the analysis have been um, from different points of view. But in your assessment, how accurate were um, our AfriForum's claims rather regarding President Ramaphosa's State of the Nation address, particularly regarding manipulated figures and false promises? Right. So I think the first point uh, that needs to be made is that uh, the, the State of the Nation address uh, was to a large part just a replay of, of last year's uh, State of the Nation. There was again a focus on the, the, the classic issues of load shedding, unemployment, poverty, rising cost of living, crime, corruption. These are all uh, issues that I don't think any South African can deny aren't major issues. But Another thing that uh, um, I think the majority of South Africans will not deny is that uh, these issues are not getting better. They're not being addressed by the government. The only people that are claiming that these issues are being quote-unquote addressed is the, the government itself, which is patting itself on the back and saying, well, we're doing this excellent job, but uh, they, they don't really bring the, the, the evidence to the table. The evidence all points to the fact that in every one of those key uh, figures, whether that be electricity, unemployment, whether that be poverty or crime, things are either stagnating or getting worse. And uh, I know we don't have uh, all the the time in the world here to go through every single one of those, but um, it's it's, it's a bleak picture and you don't have to be a political analyst or have a, a political science degree to see the disparity between what the president is promising and saying and the reality on the ground that we experience every day. Mm-hmm. Now, the um, AFRI Forum has criticized government's handling of the various is- issues such as unemployment, education, the crime mm-hmm. rate. What are some of the specific examples where you believe government has failed its citizens? Well, we can talk about the examples. As I said, um, I'm going to be telling people things that I think a lot of us already know because we experienced them. But absolutely, let's start with one of the most important things, electricity. I think it's the uh, the load shedding or power crisis that we've experienced in South Africa, it affects every single person in this country. And uh, the stats don't lie. In the, the, uh, the previous year, in 2023, we recorded a record number, 332 days of rolling blackouts. That's that's more than a hundred more than the previous year in 2022 when there were only 205 days of rolling blackouts. Funny to say mm-hmm. only uh, 205, but that, yes. that's the case. So, so the electricity crisis has gotten worse. The other thing, unemployment, it's again one of those issues that 
it affects every single one of us because it affects the society around you. It affects the social fabric of the country around you. And that has also not improved. I think the, the latest stat when it comes to the expanded definition of unemployment, so the expanded definition is a definition that includes people that have given up looking for work. That currently stands for the last thing. That is completely unsustainable and the government is not putting a dent in that statistic. Every year that statistic is ticking up. And as I say, there's so many issues, but the last mm-hmm. one that I wanted to, to touch on was crime. Again, one of those universal issues that no South African can escape. You, you're going to be affected by crime in some way around you because of the country that you live in. And the, 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 one of the best metrics to look at to judge whether the government is getting crime under control is the murder rate. So the murder rate per capita rate for 2022-2023 was the highest in 20 years at 45 murders per 100,000. That's almost almost 50% higher than uh, the 2012-2013 rate a decade ago. So like I said, there's so many other metrics that you can go into, Mm -hmm. but those I think cut to the very core of the experience of every single South African. Now, looking at the National Health Insurance Bill, it was a focal point mm. of President Ramaphosa's address, and AFRI Forum has described his actions regarding the NHI bill as a shameful attempt, attempt to garner votes. Can you expand on why AFRI Forum views the NHI bill in this light? Mm. Right, because we're sitting with a, a, a healthcare system, an existent one, that is dysfunctional, that is not delivering uh, healthcare uh, in, a, in a high quality uh, manner. Either the state-run healthcare system is in a state of disarray. It is not providing the people that use it with the healthcare that it's promised to them. So now you're sitting with a state-controlled healthcare system that is in chaos, that is not uh, performing as it should. And now you want to put another uh, system on top of that. You want to now expand that system rather than fixing the hospitals that are already in existence rather than investigating and tackling the the problems that already exist in the public health care sector. Now you want to, uh, or the government wants to... Um, uh, wants to uh, put a system in place that's even bigger, even more prone to corruption, even more bloated in regards to the administration of it. It's it's complete. Uh, it's foolishness. It's not going to work. It's the you are looking at the same. You're taking the government that is in charge of the postal office, ESCOM, Transnet, all of these mm-hmm. SOEs that are in disarray. Yes. And you want, and that government is asking the citizenry, can I have more responsibility? Can I be put in charge of more uh, uh, things and more responsibilities? And, and at some point, people just have to tell the government no and say, fix the things that you are already in charge of before you get more toys, before you get more responsibilities. I think that's, mm. that's not a radical thing to ask for. I think that's quite reasonable, a quite reasonable standard to give the government. Yes. So... You, Afri Forum emphasized the need to devolve power to the community level to solve South Africa's challenges. How does Afri Forum propose this devolution of power and what benefits do you believe it would bring to communities? Mm. So, well, firstly, I think uh, South Africa would already benefit very much from devolving power much more to a, a, a provincial level rather than it all being centralized in Pretoria. 
because the fact is the people that live in those provinces want to be close to the leaders that are making the decisions affecting their lives. And at the moment, with the current system, uh, Pretoria is making decisions for people in the Cape Flats. People living in uh, uh, political leaders in Gauteng are making decisions for people that live in Umschlanga. It it just doesn't make sense. Power needs to be devolved closer to where the communities are. It shouldn't be far away. Power should not be a thousand kilometers away. It should be tangible. It should be close. And the other way that it can be done practically, and for this, no, um, this uh, is already happening. You don't need any legal reforms or, or legislative reforms to do mm-hmm. this. It's just communities taking matters into their own hands within the, the confines of the law. That can be done through neighborhood watches. That can be done through, for example, AfriForum's uh, 160 branches nationwide that uh, fix that full thousands of potholes every year that paint street signs that clean up rivers that make their communities cleaner safer and better and it's all being done within the confines of the law so what the the two-pronged approach is firstly communities need to realize that maybe waiting on the government for another year or another decade to come fix your problems is not the answer maybe you should start looking into ways in which you can solve some of the problems in your immediate vicinity uh, yourself as a community and organize around that. And then secondly, there's also, uh, that's what can be done on a grassroots level, but then on a a governmental level, the the space, more space needs to be created for communities to be able to do that. And that's done through devolution of power to a provincial level, to a, a, a city level, to a neighborhood level, all the way down to the, the household level. Now, you also speak about the notion of failed policies and the need for alternative solutions that, you know, are a, a, a recurrent theme in your statement that, that was put out. Mm. Could you maybe outline some of the alternative solutions that AfriForum advocates for, particularly in areas where the government has fallen short? You've given us an example where um, citizens become more involved in their communities. Mm. Right. Uh, what type of solution? Excuse me, the line broke up a little bit there. Okay, I said, um, you know, where the government has fallen short, what are these alternative yes. solutions that AfriForum right. advocates? Right. Mm. So, yeah, one of those things is, let, as I said, so many areas where you can apply this, but let's take security, for example. Security, mm-hmm. uh, the best way that that can be done is through organizations and security structures like Neighborhood Watches as that AfriForum has already created the blueprint for. We already have over 170 neighborhood and farm watches all across the country. And these farm watches and, and uh, neighborhood watches aren't uh, a law unto themselves. They're not judge, jury, and executioner. They work in uh, alongside SAPs or alongside the police wherever they operate. They share information. They operate within the confines of the law. When they break the law, they are uh, held accountable. And that's just one way. Another way, when it comes to, for example, your community's uh, uh, litter or the, the the community in regards to it not being clean or not being safe for, for children, if there's a lot of uh, needles lying around or just uh, toxic uh, w- uh, uh, litter or anything that might be dangerous, uh, that can be c- cleaned up by the community. It can't, it can't be one person. People need to organize and communities organize around that. There's a good example uh, to move away from what AfriForum has already done. I've, I heard a story the other day of neighborhoods in Johannesburg organizing to clean up their local parks that are close to where they live so that they have a clean outdoor space where families can take their children, where you can relax uh, without 
uh, running the risk of uh, any uh, rubbish lying around that might uh, poison your children or might mm. uh, in any way harm them. That's just another way. Lastly, uh, these are small, simple things that can be done. Lastly, with uh, fixing potholes. Uh, if there's been a pothole in front of your home for the past six months or sometimes even years, at some point you just have to make the decision of I'm going to fill it myself or I'm going to organize my street to start filling those potholes in the street where I live. And that's what AfriForum has always also been do- has done for years now. Every year we fill thousands of potholes. And the thing with these types of actions, whether it be a neighborhood watch, filling a pothole, cleaning a park or a street, is that these actions don't discriminate. They benefit everyone in that radius or in whatever the, the size of that action is. And let's take the example of a pothole. The pothole doesn't ask everyone that drives over it when it is filled, whether they help fill it or not, they benefit everyone that uses that street. The same mm-hmm. with a, a neighborhood watch. It makes that yes. entire neighborhood or that entire part of the city safe or safer, and it doesn't uh, discriminate and say, well, you're not uh, an AfriForum member, therefore you're, you're, you are excluded from the, the benefits of this neighborhood watch. It helps everyone within that radius, and then you grow that radius, and it starts benefiting more people. So, that's the that's the revolution that's happening from a grassroots level. The government, uh, that's what we heard in Sauna last night, is the government is clinging on to top-down solutions, saying the, the government will solve these problems from the top to the bottom. And what AfriForum is, is, is championing and uh, what we are doing with great success is uh, doing solution uh, solutions from the bottom up. So you organize at a grassroots level and then you start growing the potential of those solutions rather than waiting from someone in uh, in some government office to come fix your problems. It's mm. a slow process. It's not a process that solves problems overnight, yes. but the, the successes or the list of successes is growing by the day. Every week, uh, we have more successes to report in regards to these actions. And if people want more examples they can always go to AfriForum's website and go to our, our news tab or the media statements tab. We publish everything, every success that we achieve, and there will be a lot of uh, inspiring stories that show people that you can do this too in your community. All that's necessary is you need to get a team together. You need to start organizing yes. people. Mm-hmm. You can't do it alone. All right. Well, and. Uh, Fonzale, Mr. Ernst Fonzale, thank you very much for your time. We do appreciate it and uh, thank you for sharing with us. Uh, I think, you know, active citizenry is the best way to go, um, especially in the country where we have so many people who could actually get together and start saving ourselves from, uh, you know, whether it's this government or anyone that comes after this. But um, citizens do need to be involved. That's what a democracy is all about. Absolutely. Thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, have a nice day further. You too. Bye-bye. Goodbye. And that was Mr. Ernst van Zale from AfriForum, head of the public relations, talking to us about his or AfriForum's views on the SONA 2024 that took place yesterday.